0: Welcome to Prairie Craft Almanac, a podcast exploring craft, nature, sustainability, and simple creative living. My name is Leanne, and this week I wanted to share a craft I really enjoy, but don't do often enough. I'll also be showcasing an artist of the week, and I have some recommendations for you, so let's just get into it. Hello friends, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're doing well today as i'm recording this there is about one month until it is officially spring and i also promised myself i wouldn't talk about that but i mean i'm just saying Now, I reckon I will be trying to figure out this podcast thing for some time. I know the audio, for one thing, was a little weirder than usual in the last episode, and I apologize for that, and I'm going to try to be a little more mindful of that in the future, and I appreciate you bearing with me. Um, Now, if I end up trying something new, maybe it'll only be apparent to me, it might not, but if there's something you notice about the show, whether it's the audio or format or whatever, and... If you like it or you don't like it or have some other thought about it, let me know. As always, I appreciate your feedback and thoughts about things. And on that note, for those of you who try to leave a review on iTunes, and if you are an Android user, I realized somewhat recently that that's almost impossible if you don't have an Apple device. Um, I apologize for that. For those who I told, yeah, just you know get apple music and you should be able to do it uh, i don't think it is currently possible so i do apologize for sending you on a wild goose chase <laughs> but if you really do like the show and you want to uh support me you can always share it with your friends or leave a review on my facebook page which is moth and rust handmade My artist of the week this week is Art Farm. This Kansas-based artist is a super talented sculptor who creates original, one-of-a-kind clay creations, custom work, and limited edition slipcast pieces. The artist behind Art Farm is named Paulette, and she also happens to be my mom. But here's the thing. I would be featuring her anyway because truly, her work is adorable. You have to check it out. And if you need a little more convincing before you go and look at it, She's actually worked as a professional sculptor for the last 30 years or so, so it's not just me saying this. I love all of her stuff, but her most recent work includes some adorable bunnies and owls and other fun springtime things. And the little bunny and owl sculptures are very rustic and primitive, but also super adorable. Anyway, be sure to visit her Etsy shop and follow her on Facebook or Instagram. I think you'll really enjoy seeing her work and honestly, I know it would make her day. And if you're in the market for a gift for yourself or a loved one, her prices are really reasonable. Um, in fact, I keep telling her she should charge more, but she won't listen to me, you know, whatever. So check out artfarmks.etsy.com and I will link to her in the show notes. This week for you, I have a YouTube channel recommendation. Homestead Mechanics is a channel I recently discovered thanks to a local farm page that I follow on Facebook, Morning Harvest Farm. I've only watched a couple of the Homestead Mechanics videos and I plan on watching more. But anyway, this channel is run by a gentleman who used to be a teacher, I believe, and gave that up to farm and start a homestead with his family. And a lot of his videos seem to be very philosophical and And very reminiscent of Wendell Berry, of whom, if you listened to the last episode, you know I'm a very big fan. Anyway, the Homestead Mechanics channel updates pretty much daily, I think, or very frequently, anyway. He has thoughtful talks about farm life and life in general. And whether, again, you're interested in farming or gardening Or homesteading or not, there is a lot of value to be gleaned from his channel, I think. He's definitely got a more holistic permaculture take on the way to do things, and I think it's really interesting. So be sure to check out this small but very neat channel. Are you a hoarder? Are you a paper hoarder? Like, either decorative scrapbook paper, or (laughs) maybe you just have piles of junk mail or catalogs sitting around. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you answer that. This week, though, I wanted to talk about something crafty, and I just recently finished a junk journal, so I wanted to talk about that. Junk journaling is one of those hobbies that I'm really fascinated by, but that I rarely take the time to do, so I kind of want to change that. It's a pretty cool pastime because it's the kind of craft that just about anyone can do and the end product is really useful for anybody if you're a painter or a photographer or any other type of visual artist a junk journal is a really creative way to document your work If you're a sewist or knitter or another type of fiber artist, you can keep swatches and fashion sketches and notes in your junk journal. If you're a gardener or a musician or parent or love to travel or honestly do anything, a junk journal is just a really awesome way to record just about anything. A junk journal, if you have not guessed, is basically a journal made of junk. Well, maybe not always, but whether you are literally using junk paper and other objects that you already have lying around, or are carefully choosing new pristine papers and embellishments from the scrapbook section of your local craft store, junk journals almost always have a chaotic energy that is just really charming. Sometimes people make them from scratch, from start to finish, binding the journals themselves, and sometimes they are simply created from blank journals or sketchbooks that are then heavily embellished with fancy papers and lace and anything you can stick between two pages. There's something about working in one of these journals that makes you feel like you can really, really get creative. And I think they could be less intimidating for some beginners, because unlike a lot of scrapbook spreads that I see today, the layouts in junk journals aren't always so pristine and tidy. They can be a lot like mood boards, whatever bit of color or swatch of fabric or magazine clipping that inspires you. You can just stick it wherever you want, write whatever you want, doodle, put in your favorite photos, sew pages together, make pockets. It doesn't have to be perfect, and if you don't like something, you can change it, or just continue to layer it with more ephemera until it reaches delightfully junky perfection. I also know, though, that sometimes too much creative freedom can be overwhelming, and maybe even, in an ironic way, stifling for some. If you're someone who needs a little more structure and guidance, or if you're just looking for some inspiration, just go online and search for junk journals, and you will find no shortage of examples and ideas to use on your own journal. I'm actually in a junk journaling group on Facebook, and I rarely contribute, because as I said, I don't spend a whole lot of time actually making journals. but. I definitely see lots and lots of lovely work by other people. And of course, the other aspect that I really love about this craft is that it can be very eco-friendly. If you have any type of paper that might otherwise be thrown out, or even if it could be recycled, using it as a craft supply is an even better option than recycling because oftentimes recycling, even though it may be better than, say, sending something to the landfill, it can create carbon emissions because of the energy used to transport it, process it, etc. And as someone who loves books, not just reading them, but also the actual physical feel and look of books, I find this to be such a satisfying craft and in project. I recently completed binding my own gardening journal for this year, and I... Also filmed a flip-through video of that that I wanted to do before I started filling it up with stuff and I will likely do another video after I have completed filling it with all the garden-y stuff that I want to record. If you want to learn more about this craft, I actually do have a post about junk journaling on my blog with more ideas for creating your own and I hope to do some more videos in the future, especially some tutorial videos on binding the books. But in the meantime, all you really have to do is Google junk journal, and you will find inspiration for days. Again, you can use new papers, or you can literally use junk. Uh, For my gardening journal, I used just loose papers that I had in my paper drawer or tote. Um, I tore out pages from old seed catalogs and magazines, and it works really well. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today on this episode of Prairie Craft Almanac. As always, I will be sure to include links to everything I talked about in the show notes or show description. And if you're new here and you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out some other episodes. And if you really liked it, um... (laughs) and are able to do so please consider leaving a review on itunes you can get in touch with me on twitter or instagram and my handle on both of those platforms is at moth underscore and underscore rust or find me on facebook where i am moth and rust handmade visit my blog mothandrustdiy.com to find free patterns tutorials and more you can also find me on youtube by searching for moth and rust diy or check out the links in the show notes Thank you very much to Jay Someday for letting me use their music in this podcast. Please be sure to check out their music at soundcloud.com slash Jay Someday. That's J-A-Y-S-O-M-E-D-A-Y.